0: Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Reverend James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Philippians, and we're gonna begin in chapter one at verse three. Philippians chapter one and verse three. And today here our scripture, it reads, it says, I thank my God Upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, until now. I want to speak from the subject regardless, regardless, regardless here as we look at our passage i want us to go back to the first verse verse number three verse number three and paul said this again he says i thank my god upon every remembrance of you upon every remembrance of you as paul thought about those at the philippian church he thanked god for them he thanked god for them Now watch this. Paul never said this about any other church he planted or served in. He never said it about any other church he planted or served in, but he did say it about this church here at Philippi. At Philippi. He said again, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. In fact, another translation of this verse says it this way. All my remembrance of you causes me to thank God. Oh, let me read it again. All my remembrance of you causes me to thank God. My Lord, isn't that awesome? When you simply think about the church, it causes you to give God thanks. Say, God, I thank you for those people. I thank you for everything they've done. I thank you for who they are and who they're growing into. I Thank you, God. Every time he thought about them. Notice it didn't say every time I think about the pastor, every time I think about the first lady. Oh, when I think about that praise team or that choir. Oh, when I think about the, the ushers and the deacons. Oh, when I think about the greeters or the hostesses. Oh, when I think about the kitchen committee. No, didn't say any of that. When he thought about the church. He said, every time I think about you, all my remembrance of you causes me to thank God. Causes me to thank God. It is a blessing when our thoughts of the church cause us to thank God. It's a blessing when you can simply think about, when you remember what they did, when you remember the comfort and the joy that you experience. We remember the love that you had. When You remember the care that you experienced. It causes you to thank God. Oh, my goodness. This is something that is wonderful. It's a blessing. It's a blessing when our thoughts of the church can cause us to thank God. Now, even though Paul wasn't in sight of the church at Philippi, They were never out of his mind as simply remembering them caused him to give God thanks. Simply remembering them caused him to give God thanks. Here, when we remember the church, we should find ourselves with a feeling of gratitude. When we we remember the church, it should cause ourselves to have this feeling of gratitude of gratitude, being grateful for the church just by remembering our brothers and sisters, just by remembering the people we labor with, the people we serve with, the people that we serve. It should cause us to have this feeling of gratitude. Listen, as the church of Jesus Christ, we must love each other in such a way that we feel thankful for each other. Let me say that again. As the church of Jesus Christ, we must love each other in such a way that we feel thankful for each other. I need somebody to type in chat. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. It's a blessing to have a wonderful church and a wonderful group of people, a wonderful group of believers of the Lord Jesus that you can call family and be thankful for them. Be thankful for each other, for each other that's a wonderful thing. Type, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Now I want you to look with me at the next verse, at verse four. Here at verse four, it says, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy. Making requests with joy. Paul always remembered them in prayer. He always remembered them in prayer. Now the irony is, That when Paul was with them, when he was at Philippi, he was actually mistreated. He was mistreated. He was abused and even accosted, put in shackles. This is his experience when he was there, but he never looked upon the church negatively. He never looked upon the church negatively. He saw them through the eyes of a father that was happy to see them grow even through the midst of that, even through everything that they were experiencing, through what he was going through. And they were trying to save him and trying to spare him and couldn't do anything. But just as he saw their effort, as he saw their love, he would remember them. He would always remember them and remember them in prayer Remember them in prayer. And it's something else that we've got to notice about Paul that I love that we find in the scripture. I want you to look back at it with me. Here it says, always in every prayer of mine for you all, for you all. i told some of you before, I always knew that Paul was a bit of a southerner. Always knew. He said for you all. It's just like when he said, I reckon That the suffering of this present time, I reckon, come on now, you know that's a southern boy. I mean, he he was somewhere in Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, somewhere in there. That's where Paul really is from. They say he was around Rome. I'm telling you, this is a southern boy. You all, he might as well have said, y'all, y'all, almost like Jackie Chan in that movie years ago. Y'all, that's exactly what he's talking like right now. Okay, I'm being silly. But here he says, you all, you all. Oh, he says, I'm praying for you. I, I remember you in every prayer for you all making requests with joy, making requests with joy. Listen, you must always express joy. We must always express our joy. We must always express our joy. Now, we've got to be careful because we need to understand what how joy is expressed. You see, joy is not based upon outward circumstances. You understand that, correct? Joy is not based upon outward circumstances, but it is based upon inward conditions. It is based upon inward conditions. In other words, we have to have the right attitude. We have to have the right attitude. It's your inward condition, how you perceive things, how you understand them. You have to have the right attitude, regardless of how it looks. Your attitude has to be right. It can't be shaken by the things around you. But notice he regardless of what was going on, he said, I'm praying with you all. And guess what? I'm making this request with joy. I'm making this request with joy. I'm so glad to be able to pray for you. I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit dropped you in my heart so that I can pray for you so that I can pray for you. And he does it with joy. He does it with joy. We must also remember to express our joy and pray for others with joy. Watch this, not thinking about the negative experience, but about the blessing that God has given through your connection. Not thinking about the negativity that's happened, not thinking about the negativity that's going on, but but remembering, remembering that there is a connection that God has blessed you to have. That's why when we walk into the church and we walk by people or walk up and we we say, hey, how you doing? And they walk right by you. You Can you believe that? That joker didn't even say anything to me. That girl didn't even, look at her, they they feeling themselves, they smelling themselves, I can't believe this, I can't understand this, calm down, calm down, we we don't know what they're going through, we we go and we help somebody, somebody gives you something, they walk off, they didn't smile, there's something wrong with them, they're not not Christian, they're not Christian, no, no, that doesn't mean that, it means that, that they're just going through something, this is a time where you need to pray. We need to pray and understand that there's a blessing that you have with that brother, with that sister, because of the connection. You see, if we allow the connection to be broken, then the power that God wants to use cannot be used. But when you can come into connection, then the power can flow. But when you allow an offense to break the connection, there is no power. There's potential, but there's not kinetic the kinetic power only comes when there's an actual connection. But when you allow offense to break the connection, now there's only potential. And the potential can only be realized when you get the offense out of the way and allow there to be a connection. Paul said, listen, I, I don't even think about all those other things. I, what I think about you. Oh, I think about you with joy. I think about you with joy this is how he saw things this is how he saw them so every time paul prayed for them he did so with great joy and always having thanksgiving in his heart for them always having thanksgiving in his heart for them i need you to type right now pray with joy and thanksgiving Pray with joy and thanksgiving. You say, Pastor, that's a lot now. That's a lot. No, I need you to help me preach this today. I need you to help me preach this. We're going to pray with both joy and thanksgiving. We have to understand. He said, look, I I remember you with joy. But also there's a thanksgiving because of it. There's an appreciation because of it. There's a gratitude because of the things that I remember. I remember seeing you grow. I remember seeing you love. I remember seeing you not stay in the place where you were, but choose to move beyond. I remember seeing that because he looked at it from where he was, from how he could see them, their growth and their development, everything that they were doing. Pray with joy and thanksgiving. Pray with joy and thanksgiving. Now I want you to look with me at the next verse. The next verse is verse five. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, until now. Here, Paul had experienced consistent fellowship with them. Consistent fellowship with them. This, this was fellowship that was connecting them. This was fellowship of love. But I want you to understand that this fellowship was not just getting together for a chitlin dinner. It wasn't just getting together or for a chicken dinner for a chicken dinner. It wasn't just getting together and going out to the movies and hanging out. That's not what he was speaking of. You see, when he talked about fellowship, it actually comes from the Greek term for fellowship, which is koinonia. The Greek term, which is koinonia, koinonia. Now, it's important to realize this because some of you may be familiar with this term, but there are actually three important elements of our fellowship or koinonia. There are three important elements. Let me share them with you. The first is spiritual communication. Spiritual communication. Now, in spiritual communication, this is where we share the things of Christ. We share the gospel. We share the word of God, and we grow in knowledge and understanding of that word. There's spiritual communication. But the next, there's sympathetic cooperation. Sympathetic cooperation. What that is, is that's where we work together for Christ and in Christ. We work together for Christ and in Christ. We come together and we're working together in doing and applying the very things that we learned through our spiritual communication. We applied those things, and now we're going out and sharing the love of God and seeing people come to the love of God, seeing people turn over their hearts to Christ. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing families restored and strengthened. We're seeing young people find their destiny at an early age. Oh, my goodness. It's the sympathetic cooperation that we come to. But then finally, finally, there's the sweet communion. The sweet communion. Now, what is important about that? Because this is where there's true partnership in the gospel. It's true partnership in the gospel. You see, we've labored together, and we sat there. We were Sunday school teachers, and and we did all these things. We worked in in, in, the, in the usher ministry, or the or the or the greeting, greeters ministry. We we did all those things, sang on the praise team, and all that stuff. We grew together, seeing the word of God that we learned being applied and manifested. But now there's a sweet communion because we've grown to such a degree. It doesn't matter if we're neighbors next door to each other, or if we're across the country from one another, there's a connection that we have that we're able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're able to go and share. You can pick up the phone at any time and give them a call and they'll be there. And they, if they can't be there, they'll say, listen, I, I I know somebody in the area. Give me a second. And they'll reach out and get resources to you. You'll be able to text them and they'll say, don't worry, I'm praying for you right now. Listen, something happens where there's a sweet communion that comes after the sympathetic cooperation and, of course, the spiritual communication. You see, each one should build and connect to the other each one should build and connect to the other this is what true koinonia is this is what true koinonia is about and this is what he was talking about this fellowship that he saw it was in the gospel in the gospel from the first day till now from the first day till now you see our koinonia should develop and grow and be consistent it should develop and grow and be consistent Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www dot t-a-b-o-w-o-r-s-h-i-p dot org for more information.